0: The final Furlong Podcast with Emma Kennedy is proudly brought to you by All About Sunday, the ultimate racehorse ownership experience. Download the app and get involved today. All About Sunday, we love racing. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook, the market-leading messenger betting service, providing best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing, plus with the option of instant withdrawals. Visit calookeesportsbook.com to sign up.
1: Welcome on to a special edition of the show. It is great to have your company and I am delighted to say that we have a very special guest. Somebody who I am also involved with in an ownership syndicate and whenever a racehorse runs in the ownership syndicates colors, that is my horse. I know we're all in the WhatsApp group and we're chatting away and we're getting very excited, but no, it's mine. That's my horse. Uh, David Pipe of the David Pipe Racing Club, but more importantly of Pond House. And uh, a famous racehorse trainer with multiple Grade 1 and Grand National wins in your first season, wasn't it, with Comply or Die? Uh, David, welcome back to the Final Frontline Podcast.
2: Well, welcome. Uh, great to be on again.
1: And great to have you with us. Um, before I ask how you are, how is Remastered?
2: Well, thankfully, Remastered um, is uh, basically okay. He's stiff and sore. Um, But he's had physio, the vets looked at him and, uh, you know, he's going to be okay, Um, which uh, was, you know, obviously he was traveling very well and uh, when he fell, um, you know, it was a a nasty fall. So it was just great to see him get back up.
1: It was a very nasty, it was a mother and father of a fall for, for both him and for Fergus. I was talking to Gemma, your lovely racing secretary, on Monday and... Uh, Gemma was telling me that Fergus had just walked out of the office so I don't even need to ask about him he's fine he's clearly doing alright yeah. um, but it's too far out to know it, that's kind of the, the frustrating thing about it is that if if you're looking at the in running odds or if you're even pricing it up in your head when he comes to four out like, he's the one travelling the strongest he'd had that beautiful prep that Paul and I talked about on Thursday's preview um, he's full of running And it's no one's, it's not his fault and it's not Fergus's fault. It's just one of those annoying things in racing that it, it happens every now and again, just the landing gear doesn't quite come out or the horse and jockey don't see eye eye to eye, just there's a different idea as to how you approach the fence and those Newbury fences can be quite tricky as well.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, we, uh, we we wanted softer ground, really. But, um, I mean, Fergus gave him a great ride. And we got him in a lovely rhythm, um, and he handled the better ground well. And, uh, yeah, look, he was going extremely well. Long way from home, as you say, uh, but it looked as if he was going to just jump it and go into the lead. Um, we'll never know, but uh, you would have liked to have thought he would have been fighting at the finish.
1: Damn right. Uh, the good news is that the pesky handicapper... Who's the scourge of racing? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I mean, is is
2: can't, can't touch him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cannot go
1: near him because of this bizarre rule where, if a horse falls three out, oh, we can we can have a word with you. If the horse falls four out, they can't go near you. So you're in a kind of a very interesting spot with him in terms of what you can do because well, to- he he's. Um, He's had his prep run in a pretense qualifier, so he has qualified for that for Cheltenham. Uh, but you'd have to say he's very well handicapped over fences. So I'm hoping that... Maybe you don't want to reveal too much, but I'm hoping that you're going to say, this is on Tempor 2, 2.0, and we're going to go for the Ultima.
2: <laughs> it's a long time to wait till then. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping that... Um, he would have won at Newbury. Uh, we're hoping he might do that next time. And, uh, hope, we're hoping that he'll be even higher in the weights come Cheltenham. So, uh, he might be too high, uh, for a race like the Ultima, but we'll see.
1: Okay. Um, that's good news by the way. I, I like it when you're saying he could be too high in the weights for a race like the Ultima. That means that hopefully more success is to come, but we'll, we'll see and look, um, Great that both Fergus and Remastered are in good form. And uh, as you say, there's no point in dwelling on what might have been. Um, Adagio has been an absolute superstar for you since you got him as a juvenile hurdler. Uh, met with Defeat at Cheltenham in November of last year. And then from then on, never looked back. Um, bolted up at the same track. Bolted up in Chepstow in the finale um, on the 9th of January, a rescheduled finale. And was the best of the British in the Triumfertle and was traveling really, really well at Aintree when he makes that mistake. And the, the winning distance between him and Montmorell then becomes just very much exaggerated. But also, he would had a longer season and he reappears with a monstrous, a gigantic effort in the Great Wood under top weight. You must have been thrilled with his run.
2: Yeah, no, it was a fantastic run. Obviously, four-year-old second season. Um, you're a little bit. Uh, you're not sure how the form's going to work out. I mean, Bar Mon Morale running the other day um, and disappointing, but he did finish lame. Yeah, uh, it looks as if the four-year-olds from last year, pretty solid, pretty good year for the four-year-olds. So I'm hoping, yeah, you know, that um, that is good for. The, for them this season and obviously we went to the Greatwood with a big weight Um, and we had a a bit of a rush preparation because he had to have a wind up and um, I could have done with another 10 days but he he ran a a cracking race obviously finishing second, giving a lot of weight away Um, but uh, it it shows that um, he's trained on and uh, very much looking forward to going to um, Cheltenham for the international now on the uh, on the eleventh, I think it is.
1: So he is going to go for what we should be calling the Beulah, but we have to call the international.
2: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, excellent. Um, uh, that's 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 the plan on on the eleventh. Um, yeah, he's probably got up his game a little bit more again. Uh, we're not, yeah, you know, we don't know uh, who's going to turn up yet, but it'll be a small but select field. He obviously likes it round Cheltenham. And uh yeah, you know it'll be around the more galloping track as as well, which um probably won't do him any harm so uh yeah he's come out of, come out of the November meeting well, and um, hopefully um, has improved a bit,
1: yeah, because we were talking about this yesterday as well, and in terms of the champion hurdle and um with Lewis Tomlinson and how the champion hurdle market is currently, forming and and working out and there's a clear clubhouse leader and that's honeysuckle i mean she's head and shoulders above everybody else and has gone odds on uh, she,
2: she was amazing again the other day wasn't she
1: stunning just breathtaking uh, look a very emotive race and and again just desperately sad for paul nolan and his team
2: um yeah very sad yeah. Un-
1: un- unfortunately it's something that, that you and your team have suffered in the past and it's just one of those things in racing that you you're so grateful to get remastered back when exactly it's it's, yeah
2: it's it's the downside of racing Um, but you know these horses are kept in five-star hotels and, uh, you, you know, they can get injured out in the field. And, uh, unfortunately, it's uh, it's part of life, I'm afraid.
1: Well, our next guest is going to break down some stats about racing. And um, one of them she discovered was that 63% of horses are more likely to die in a field than they are in a race course.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people that, you know, people that are maybe anti-racing, against racing, they, they don't understand or appreciate that. Exactly. So when you look
1: at the champion hurdle market, um,
2: there's a lot of, hmm,
1: hmm, you're not going, like, appreciate is going novice chasing, Fernie Hollow, I don't know what's going on with Fernie Hollow, uh, Echoes and Rain dis- <laughs> disappoint, I've, I've, honestly, does anyone know, does Willie know, uh, probably not, in, in truth, um, here <laughs> might want a trip. I mean, he he might be a horse who rocks up in the champion hurdle. He might be a horse who benefits from a trip. Bob Ollinger, we definitely know, uh, from Chetton to Henry last week. Not a stable tour, but it was an interview, and, and he was like, he's already had his novice chase, and if everything goes to plan, that's exactly what they're going to do. And then you, you scroll down, and you see Adagio's 40s. And I can't help but think that that's a very insulting price, which is what I said yesterday, especially when you consider... He's going to go for the international, the Beulah. Why am I calling it the international? The Beulah, uh, as it should be known. So the Ladbrokes Trophy should be known as the Hennessy David and the international should yeah, be known as the right, Yeah, that's right. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, and it, By the sounds of things, it is going to be a champion hurdle campaign for him. Obviously, he would have to step up, but that doesn't mean that he can't reach the frame.
2: No, no, that's right. And um, yeah, you know, it's great to have a horse like him. He's he, he, you know, he's a fairly strong traveler um, and he doesn't mind the hustle and bustle of, of any, anything like the champion hurdle. So um, yeah, yeah, as you say, he's got to step up again, but he's still young, uh, a great first run of the season. And uh, now, now we need to build on that again.
1: And remember what David said, that it was slightly rushed that you could have done with a few more days. So hopefully that will have brought him on and he'll turn up in the International slash Beulah and blitz, whoever dares turn up. Uh, And as you said, the Montmorell form can't be counted because he finished lame for Paul Michaels at Newcastle. So that just is a a complete write-off. Yeah, Uh, Make Me a Believer, David, is a horse that is featured in Paul Ferguson's Horses to Follow. um, Owned, of course, in Famous silks for yourself. Uh, We haven't seen the horse yet.
2: No, unfortunately, he's going to have to miss this season. Uh, he picked up an injury just before Cheltenham last year, and whilst he's uh, whilst he's okay, and we could get him back for probably the second half of the season, uh, he's going to develop into a lovely three mile chaser, got a high knee action, uh, once soft ground. So I think we, yeah, it hasn't been set in stone, but I'd, I'd say we'll probably be waiting till till next season for him.
1: Okay. that's it, It's good to know. Frustrating, but good to know because I know he's on a, a lot of Final forum podcast listeners, shortlist and of course, those who've bought Paul's book as well. Uh, another who Paul and I have talked about is Brinkley. Uh, he was in the leading prospects for last year. Um, twice a winner on heavy ground last season at Wincanton. Um, how has he been coming along?
2: Yeah, he's been ready to run for a long time, um, but obviously with the way the weather's been, and we took him up to Haydock the other day to to run over hurdles. And the ground wasn't soft enough, so we pulled him out. Uh, Tom Scooter actually schooled him this morning over three ditches, six ditches actually, um, and jumped nicely. Uh, He'll probably go to Huntingdon on Sunday. So say we've been we've had him ready to run for for quite a while. Um, his best form is obviously on soft heavy ground, uh, which you could have said about. Re- well, which we did say about remastered before um, the Ladbrokes on Saturday, and he handled the better ground uh, extremely well. Um, so uh, you know, he'll Brinkley will go on the better ground, but I think to see him at his best, he probably wants soft heavy ground. It'll uh, it'll be good to soft something like that on on Sunday, but uh, it's an obvious chase. Limited for options, so I think the plan will be to go there and school, school will ride. Um, and we hope he has, yeah, uh, he's got the credentials to develop into a, a lovely three mile chaser.
1: He looks like a, a really exciting prospect, and the three mile division at this very early stage looks very exciting. With the likes of Hoy Senior having bolted up at the weekend, and then the very next day, you've got uh, a very competitive Drinmore, and there's Vanillier who's. Form ties in with the horses who ran there as well. And of course, as a Cheltenham Festival winner. So, um, but as you said, it, it's the ground. And how frustrating has that been for you? Because I know the facilities at Pond House are unbelievable, they're next level. And you're able to, to train your horses in kind of whatever way you want. But to get the horses out onto the track when it's unseasonably good ground must be really yeah. frustrating when it's first of December.
2: Yeah, I mean we we don't get going till uh, November time really anyway. So I wasn't too concerned early on, and then <laughs> the longer the dry dry weather went on, uh, the more it's been frustrating for everyone. Um, but uh, there's nothing we can do about it. The, the horses have been been ready for a while. Um, the ground is slowly changing now. Uh, right at racing at Haydock today. It was you know good soft ground. So um, yeah, it's been frustrating, but. Um, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, we've just got to, uh, well, we've been patient, and now hopefully that patience will pay off. Uh,
1: another horse who will run in very familiar silks for uh, barcode racing is Neon Moon. We've seen him run at the open meeting at the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, didn't quite got a plan there, but I suspect was a horse who probably needed that
2: Yeah, um, he possibly did. uh, Travelled very well. uh, And the way he travelled on softer ground, we actually actually might drop him back in trip. Um, So he's still lightly raced. um, And uh, one that um, we have high hopes for, you know, he's hopefully um, still well handicapped. Uh, We thought uh, he was going to run a big race at, at Cheltenham. It didn't work out, but I'm sure he'll be bouncing back.
1: Okay, he's only five, so he'll be turning six for the new year. So that's Neon Moon. Uh, keep a very close eye on him. Uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this horse's name. Uh, we were going to see him at the weekend, or at least he was in the entries for Banger, and then Banger got wiped, I think. Uh, Get out the rookie! I don't even know why I added <laughs> that day. There's no day there, uh,
2: but you know who I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Jericho, uh, Jericho Rock I'm not sure how to pronounce it but um, yeah no he's uh, he's an exciting uh, horse who um, ran well at Weatherby we thought he'd run better but he ran well at Weatherby ground wasn't soft enough for him it was safe that was over two mile three he's entered the weekend he may go uh, over the weekend or there's a race at Cheltenham the week after uh, we'll be stepping him up to trip in trip to three mile um, ex Irish point to pointer did well last season over hurdles, uh, over two miles, um, but uh, he does want a trip. And, uh, yeah, most of my horses this season um, have been improving for their first run, and I think this fellow will be one of those as well.
1: Okay, so we could see him at the weekend, and um, by the look at the forecast, the ground is going to be better as well. So let's keep a very close eye yeah. out for him. He's entered in two races, one at Weatherby, one at Cepstow, so you've got two options. Um,
2: that's right or we or, or we might wait for the week after and go to uh charm
1: 17 options then
2: um as you were, <laughs> as you were pointing out to me. Uh, a horse that you haven't I'm had. willy <laughs>
1: <laughs> so willie would argue that he's keeping his plans fluid but it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that's his argument so you can start saying that now yeah. when Lydia interviews you on Racing TV what's the plan with Remastered um you know I'm
2: co- keeping it fluid
1: could go for the pretense could go for the ultimate could go for the gold cup
2: uh we're well, keeping
1: it fluid Lydia am keeping it fluid going Willy style <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's hilarious uh, it's, it's hilarious how Willy Manages to get away with that, and yet we all pounce on Nikki when Chishkin comes out of the Tinkler Credits. Like, get him, get him, get him! <laughs> I didn't blame him for freaking out on telly at the weekend. Yeah, actually, you, got, you
2: got a fair point. <laughs> I didn't
1: blame him at all. Um, Angler's Crag, I probably should pronounce that better because surely, uh, uh, okay, British bread. Well, that's but, what
2: I call him, but uh, that's okay.
1: So you haven't had him long, but uh, what are you expecting from him?
2: Uh, no, a very interesting horse. Good form in, in Ireland and bumpers last year. Um, he's had a wind up and um, he's going to develop into a, a nice three-mile chaser. But, um, yeah, you know, he's, um goes nicely at home. Uh, we'll be starting him off over over hurdles, uh, maybe over two and a half, something like that. I'm sure he'll be a galloper. Uh, but he's an exciting um Addition to the yard, and uh, yeah, looking looking forward to getting him out on the track. Uh,
1: you've got a horse who is related to one of our favourite, Ramses de Taille, as we just tend to call him, um, because we were <laughs> convinced one year he was going to win the Potato Race slash Albert Bartles, uh, and that's Astigar. Um, so you yeah. know you know the family really well, but unfortunately, picked up an injury towards the. Was it a couple of months ago? So are we, are we looking at yeah,
2: that's the, second that's half right. of the season? We're, 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 well, we're hoping the second half of the season. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of ability. Um, like you say, we know the family well. Um, he he was unlucky not to win last season. He just got beaten a bumper. Just got beaten in a hurdle race. A um, lot stronger this year. And uh, yeah, you know we're hoping to get him out in the second half of the season. Um, if he stays in one piece, you'll be hearing lots more about him.
1: I think so. Um, he certainly has the pedigree to do so uh, Bumpy Johnson ran well first time up at Newbury race I covered on, on TalkSport 2 with Lee McKenzie uh, how's he been doing since his second run for you
2: yeah well he's he disappointed a bit after his second run so he's just had a wind off actually so um, good work horse at home bolted up in his bumper first time out uh, form of that race didn't work out as well as as we thought at the time, but uh, hopefully now we've we've done his wind. Hopefully there'll be more to come from him. Um, so he's a little bit quirky, but um, you know uh, now we've done his wind. Hopefully there's more to come.
1: And uh, just an absolute legend of a horse who has had two runs for you this season: one at his favourite entry, his beloved entry and uh, then again at Newbury, and it's Delarca who just. Seems to continue to thrive, rising thirteen now.
2: Um, what's the- I know? Um, yeah, him and Verlion Rouge both both twelve, uh, both very well. Delarcas in on Saturday at Chepstow; he may well go there. Um, yeah, he's hard to, hard to place nowadays. The handicapper has him, but he's dropped a few pounds, and he'll he'll win again. Um, you know whether whether he goes, you know he um, he may win and um, be retired. Um, this will probably be his last season, but uh, it looks a million dollars. And uh, my wife uh, Leanne rides him out most days. Uh, full of beans he is, and uh, yeah, you know he's been a marvelous horse for the yard and Professor Caroline Tisdale over the years. Um, you know, so um, when he does retire, we'll find him a good uh, retirement home.
1: And a horse like him, and indeed a horse that you just mentioned, Phileon Rouge, they they become very important to the to the whole yard. And uh, you very kindly invited me over when on Tempo Two and Moonracer. Unfortunately, couldn't make it, were um, due to stupid work commitments. Damn it, uh, were we're being retired. There was a proper celebration going on. Um, and it will be an emotional day when when they move on, but for now. They're, they're still in good form. You're saying that Delarca has the potential of winning another race, and that clearly proves that Rising Thirteen um, he still loves the game. And there are certain horses who will tell you, "I don't want to do this anymore," but there are other horses who Correct. will who will just tell you, "Don't hey, don't even think about retiring me." Uh, and clearly, in the morning, uh, your wife's able to report that he's kicking and bucking and working great.
2: That's Right, you know, if if they weren't doing that, they wouldn't they would be retired. They wouldn't be racing, but uh, they enjoy they enjoy their work. They enjoy um, the exercise, and uh, yeah, still loving life.
1: And Villion Rouge, as you touched on,
2: yeah, he scored over the Grand National fences this morning. Probably not much point, really, but he did fall in the national last year, which was uh, unusual for him. Terry, um, he, he jumped very well. Yeah, yeah, and he was just creeping into it as well, um, you know, just a, a, a momentary lapse of concentration, And um, but he, yeah, I mean, he looks a million dollars, he, he's working as well now as he did four years ago, um, so this was always the plan, to give him a prep before the beacher, uh, uh, we'll see what happens in the beacher, uh, and he'll tell us uh, what happens for the rest of the season, really.
1: Well, I asked for a price from Kaluki Sportsbook for the Beecher, and they immediately raised an eyebrow and were like, uh, 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 we, "We'll, we'll, get, back uh, they're, they're, they're we'll get back to you." They're being cautious. They're
2: being cautious to say the least. And That's unlike a bookmaker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to, be, to be fair, the lads listen, uh, and they will stand a bet, and um, they'll they'll match prices um, with all the big firms as well. So uh they'll okay. they'll take him on they'll take him on to be fair but i think it's just that record that he has at entry and it's worth remembering he won the Beecher chase last year so that's yeah, why it was so unusual when uh, he but when he fell so look at the age of 12 um yeah. some, sometimes horses just really thrive over those fences at that age as well
2: and it, well he thrives over them uh yeah he's. it's, it's record is amazing over those fences. He jumps those fences better than the park fences. Look, he's five pound higher than, uh, when he won the race last year, but, um, he bought it up by 24 lengths that day. Um, I can't, you know, we didn't expect him to bolt up by 24 lengths last year. Um, is he in the same form as last year? Um, well, he's probably not too far away from it. Um, so you never know. we they've had some rain up there. The ground's getting softer. Um, so, um,
1: you never know uh, here's hoping here's hoping uh, yep. I, I will be on i will be following him blindly uh, <laughs> once again uh edon de ho is uh, a horse who I, I think you've you've ultimately learned now needs soft ground but he's come out at fast last on soft ground and won pretty comfortably yeah it
2: was competitive enough race uh, he's been a bit frustrating um, the, the wind up during the summer definitely I think has helped him uh, yes he needs soft ground probably not a two miler even though he won over two mile at, at Foslas he's probably a two and a half miler uh, but he was a very good bumper horse lost his way a little bit but um, you know uh, a good, good start at Foslas unfortunately he had a nasty cut which um he will be fine but uh, it's just taking a while to, to heal uh, but hopefully um, when we get him back racing again he can he can build on fast um and um, you know get back on track really
1: Grange Claire Glory we've seen twice this year um October Newton Abbot where he won first time up then he ran a cracker uh, at Ascot and was uh, withdrawn from Plumpton how's he coming along
2: yeah, he runs at uh, Aintree on Saturday. one that needs to have, like you say, they finished second at Ascot. The form of that race has worked out very strong and hopefully he's got a good chance on, uh, on Saturday at Aintree.
1: Herit, oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> Herit
2: Her- de Glore. Thank you very much. Thank
1: you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, David Pipe. <laughs> David Pipe, ladies and gentlemen. that well nice... Well oh, I, I did, I did uh, the bloody round the, one. I went for applause. There we go. Once, on. again,
2: uh, once again, that's how I pronounce it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it's okay, small, with you, talk okay with you, it's okay with me. She's a small... <laughs> yeah, she's a small filly. Uh, only ran the once for us last season. Um, and ran well, but... She was a shell of a horse, as they can sometimes be from France. when they come over from France. Uh, she had a good summer. She had a wind op. Where she lacks in size, she uh, makes up in, in heart. She's a feisty little thing. And uh, she's entered at Sandown on Saturday, probably go there, um, like soft ground, and I hope there's a lot more to come from her. You know, uh, she'll be, uh, whatever, she's in two races at Sandbank. Both will be competitive. Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, we like her. Uh, She's got a good attitude. And as I say, I hope there's more to come.
1: And when you're taking a horse from France, often they tend to be horses who have been beaten and then come over and turn out to be superstars. This is actually a horse who's won her only start at France. So, um, as you were saying, small and compact horse uh, but doesn't mean that she can't excel and we've timed this recording perfectly because this is another horse that we could see at the weekend so H-E-U-R-E space D-E space G-L-O-I-R-E for those of you who can speak French fluently and bizarrely I got actually an A in my Leaving Cert French. How I got an A in my Leaving Cert French? I cheated. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> well, or did honesty I? is
2: the best policy.
1: <laughs> I actually did cheat in my leaving cert, and amazing. Uh, well. Do you know why, David? Because my. Why, do, our- why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> our
1: business, <laughs> our business studies teacher, um, Ted Brown, walked into the classroom two weeks before the leaving cert because you're given a break beforehand, and he's a bookmaker as well. And he uh, he asked the maths teacher to walk out. And told her to walk to the end of the corridor. I want to give the class some advice. And uh, I was sitting beside my then-girlfriend, Caroline Mullally, who now has married with three kids. Hello, Caroline. And uh, what a right choice you made, by the way. And uh, (laughs) he he goes, uh, Right, lads. I'm going to give you some advice now for the Leaving Cert. Right? My wife is an examiner. Okay? So I know this now. I know the way that they're going to be prowling up and down and looking at you. And I'm telling you now, here's what you do. Because if you don't know it now, you're not going to know it. Cheat, lads. They don't want to catch you. Cheat. Write it on your hand. Put it in your notebooks. Put it into your pencil cases. Make an excuse to go to the bathroom and read the books. Cheat. All you want, lads. The last thing they want to do is ruin you and catch you. So we did. We all cheated. So, um, yeah, thanks very much for the extra points. Still felt Irish. Uh, (laughs) Innuendo, who comes from Ireland... Um, we can have great fun with this name but uh, more importantly how is he how is he doing and um, how has he come out of the race at Chepstow is that Indano? Indano! oh my god that yeah, was a Freudian a slip Jesus <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah um, he's always a uh, he's always been a horse that we thought a bit of uh, been quite fragile um, ran well at Chepstow uh, he'd improve for that run. Uh, we've just entered him up again. Um, probably once a bit further. Uh, but, um, yeah, if he stays in one piece, you'll be hearing more of him. He'll be winning some races for us.
1: And that is Innuendo.
2: Innuendo, God
1: almighty. Israel Champ, uh, another one of our favourites on the Final Frontline podcast. So his form... it Okay, we're, we're talking about a horse who hasn't run since the Cheltenham Festival of last year, of 2020. But... Uh, that form at Soaring Glory looks good. I know Soaring Glory bombed out at the weekend, but I think it's pretty obvious that he needs a strong pace and a big field to be seen at his best. And he'd won his previous start. uh was a very impressive winner of his point-to-point. That's where he came onto, onto my um, radar. I thought he might be the champion bumper winner. Uh, I remember talking to you about him, actually, and was daring to dream about him for the champion bumper. Uh, Alas, it it didn't quite come off, but um, how is he doing? And uh, are we going to see him in the next few months?
2: Uh, Yeah, he's in in good form. The plan, um, uh, he picked up a tendon injury. Um, The plan um, is to bring him back in the new year. Uh, Obviously, like you say, his form from Ascot is very strong. Uh, I don't think he ran up to his best in the champion bumper, Look, he's he's always been a very exciting horse, and uh, yeah, you know, we just um, uh, excited to get him back out on the track. Um, As I say, get hopefully get him out in the new year, um, and he could be anything.
1: Did the tendon injury come up last season, or did it come come around around about the time? It came early.
2: No, no, it came early, early last season. So, um, you know, he was he was near near a run, um, but uh, unfortunately, wasn't very much. But it was there. We had to stop. Uh, he's a very big horse. Uh, you know, he's um, uh, and he's very solid. So um, he puts a, a, a lot of weight on his tendons. Um, so it's a case of um, getting him fit again. Now he's doing lots of swimming. Uh, which is very good for him. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, we'll be excited uh, when he does get back on the track.
1: If you don't mind expanding on that, David, the, the swimming pool aspect of training, Jim Bolger has one, which I've been lucky enough to see, and as does Willie. And Willie has the, the stream that he walks his horses through as well, which is, is quite cool. But um, I was at yeah. Gordon Elliott's yard for uh, an open day in the last couple of weeks, and they were showcasing as the swimming pool as we yelled over to Warren from All About Sunday, dive in, dive in, Warren. He almost did it too. Um, but they are crucial in terms of, of getting horses fit, particularly getting horses fit from an injury like uh, a tendon. Because back in your in your father's day, um, like he revolutionized things with the, uh, the new ways of being able to, to get horses fit and the, the new surgeries that were used in horses. Mr. Cool comes to mind with stem cell research and stem cell um, implants, I mean that was just when that was being mentioned. First of all, I remember somebody writing about it, going, "This is bonkers," and the horse comes out and pulls up. Um, but it, it's a different time now. You know, you can get horses back from from tendon injuries, and even a, a big, bulky one like him.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yep yeah, the 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 pool is um, fantastic for a horse with an in, uh, tendon injury like that because. You've still got to gallop the horses, obviously, but instead of doing a, a 100% um, galloping with them, you can slightly reduce the risk by maybe only doing 80% galloping and, and 20% in the pool. So, you know, it's a weightless gallop. They're putting no pressure on their tendons. It's cold water, so cold water is good for the tendons as well. So um, it's a win-win. Um so uh, with you know with all our facilities and um, you know giving him the time and the treatment that he's needed, um, hopefully he will um, he will get back and uh, you know you know he is in a very a very exciting horse.
1: Well, if it's good for humans, then it can be good for horses. Obviously, um, Lady Killer I suspect is a horse that's just been very frustrating to to train. Um, yes. Came over from Germany. Uh, ran a, a mighty race at, at Southwell. You ran the horse at Goodwood. It was great to see the horse back. But um, first time hood gear, uh, first time headgear, it was a hood that was applied that day. He was a big price. Um, what is the, the current plan with him?
2: Good question. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's talented, but very, very quirky, uh, a bit fragile as well. Um, yeah, you know, um, he... Picked up a small injury after Goodwood. Um, he's back in good form again now. Um, he'll be going over over hurdles, but um, uh, he probably won't be out for another month, something like that. Um, Ramwell is only hurdle race at Sobble. you form of that race has worked out quite well, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, he's he's testing testing us all at Pond House.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of got that impression, but um, no doubt you'll crack him. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll, we will, you'll get the horse psychologist in, you'll figure out exactly how to get him. work out the issues and, uh, he'll be, he'll be in the winner's enclosure sooner rather than later. Uh, Leon Cavello has been a real flag bearer for you and just runs consistently well each season. He was a winner, uh, last season, twice. Um, and he ran an absolute blinder again behind that pesky soaring glory. Um, but you were saying that he was trained for his life for that race, uh, and then he came back at Ascot and ran against Captain uh, Morag's, and again has run an absolute cracker under Fergus.
2: Yeah, he's he's a little bit in the hands of the in the grips of the handicapper. Um, love, yeah, great horse. He's he's been to all the all the big days, uh, whether it's on the flat or uh, um, over jumps. Um, not over big, very brave, very gutsy. Um, and, uh, look, he's hard to win with. Um, but um, he, he'll hopefully pick up lots of prize money for um, uh, for the owners. And uh, we've got a nice race coming up for him at Exeter. Actually, he isn't at the weekend, but I doubt he runs. He'll be going to Exeter um, middle of December. And we hope he... Um, we, uh, it'll probably be the easiest race that he's been in for a long time, so we're going to try and get a win.
1: Nice, uh, because I can't help but be drawn back to the Cheltenham Festival. He was the, the horse that we were supporting in the Martin Pipe conditional yeah. jockey's handicap hurdle, which I know is a race that means uh, a great deal to you, and of course, it means an awful lot to Gordon as well because Gordon worked there with you for so long. Um, and uh, he did land the each way touch for us because bookmakers were paying six places. Thanks, Kaluki. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so but he ran a a, a monstrous race that day because it was a really really competitive race um with the Shop yeah, looking yeah, he, an, he, an exciting he, horse.
2: He did he he probably doesn't quite get that trip once a little bit further than than two mile um so um hence we're going to exeter two mile two um in the middle of december um so yeah no he's look he's been competitive in all the handicaps he ran a cracking race in the Cesarovich a few years ago mm. um so a real likable horse and uh has done great for value racing club
1: and that was off the mark of one four two, one four, yeah 142 um uh, the last time we saw him was of a mark of 140 so handicapper leave him alone please thank you very much uh little red line uh is rising eight uh, last time we saw him was in february uh of this year uh when he fell it seems like a lifetime ago um prior to that he'd won prior to that he'd fallen So he has this unusual record of win, brought down, win, win, fall, win, fall, which is almost Moscow Flower Territory. Not quite, though. Let's not get carried away. Uh, How is he? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's good. Another one that's been waiting to run for a long time. He loves soft ground. He's in the process of running a good race in the Ida when he fell. Picked up a little injury there, which kept him off for the rest of the season. He's been a very—we've had him since he was a three-year-old, and he has been um, very, very uh, late maturer. He's only really coming to himself now. Um, did very well last season, and uh, hopefully there's more to come from him. Um, you know, long-distance staying chaser, as they say, he loves the mud. Um, so hopefully, even though he, he went up the handicap a bit last season, hopefully there's more to come.
1: Martinelle. Um so I, I know that he's a horse who's had a, a few issues in terms of he had travel problems, getting to Sandown. There was uh, unsuitable ground; uh, it, it's soft ground he needs, really, isn't it?
2: Soft ground he needs. Yep, he'll go to Aintree on Saturday, um, two and a half mile hurdle. Uh, we've been waiting to run him for a while as well. Uh, but did well last season. (laughs) Went to Cheltenham Vessel. It was probably too much for him at the time. He's a bit mature and stronger now, and uh, hopefully he can build on the the good season that he had last
1: year. We couldn't have timed this better. All these horses that are coming out. I
2: know. I know. You've timed it perfectly. It's
1: almost like I looked at the program and saw, hey, David's got a lot of runners Mm -hmm. this weekend. Let's... Get him on the show on Wednesday. Uh, I'd love to say, uh, by the way... i for the last month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just, the, poor, the poor team at Bond House have been like, where's where's this interview? Where's Kennedy? Um, so thank you again for the kind of words at the start of the show. That was very, very nice of you. Um, wasn't recording, so there's no record of it, but again, appreciate it. Uh, New Age Dawning has got form with Kaluki, who again, uh, ran at the weekend and if he'd won, Kluke would have given three bets out. So fair play. Um, but his form reads quite well too. Like He's finished second at Lingfield. I know he was beaten five lengths, but then he's bounced back with a win at Chepstow. That was, though, in 2019. So how has he been coming along and, and what has the holdup been?
2: Yeah, he we pick up, picked up a tendon injury and then last year he picked up another injury. when very near a run. Um, he's back in good form. Uh if he stays in one piece, I think he'll divert, develop into a lovely three mile chaser. Um like soft ground, good you know, by stowaway, great sire. Um so I'm just hoping he stays in one piece, but you know, he's he's getting nearer a run now, which uh which is great. Looks a million dollars. Um, so he could be um yeah, no, he could be a, a nice one over of fences this season.
1: He has the making of uh, a really nice staying chaser as well, if he can be kept together.
2: So yeah, some of these you know, Midlands Nationals, things like that, I could I could see that being right up his street.
1: Put that into the tracker. Put that into the racing TV tracker, Midlands National, because we know you have a good record in that. So that can be the, the bounce back. Hopefully we'll have a great Cheltenham, and then we can have an even better Saturday celebration. Um, Panic Attack,
2: who you... I'm not Irish.
1: I I interviewed Richard Johnson uh, because Richard is a brand ambassador for for Tote and he very kindly came on after he retired and he he, he said that um, it got so bad at Cheltenham that by the Thursday, whenever a British horse was just hitting the frame for prize money, as in like finishing third or fourth, the British jockeys were like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was just brilliant. Um, and uh, there, there's a man who will be missed. Um, what, a, what a great character. Yeah. Um,
2: oh, brilliant.
1: Panic mm-hmm. attack. Ex-Irish. Uh, how has she been doing for you this yeah. season? She, we've seen her once at Cheltenham. She won a massive race behind Kansas City Chief. What kind of plans yeah. do you have in mind for her?
2: Yeah, first, first try at three mile, and um, yeah, she she got the trip well. Unfortunately, she put up a really nasty cut, um, and she's only just started going back on the horse walker since then. It's healing up nicely now, but it's just taken a long time. Um, so she'll uh, probably stick to hurdles, two and a half to three miles, um, but she's always uh, seemed as if she's wanted a bit of a trip, so um, yeah, we'll get her back on track, and uh, hopefully, she'll be winning some races for us um, later on in the season.
1: And she's still young; she's still only five. So, there's...
2: yeah, she, yeah, that's right. And she'll be she'll be a nice chaser as well. Um, she jumps very well, so um, she'll be okay over fences.
1: Okay. Uh, speaking of being good over fences, um, Redline Lad, I would imagine, will be a horse that is another of these potentially nice staying chasers for you uh, the question is yeah. how has he come out of his wind up
2: yeah no he's all good uh, one, another one that's been waiting to run for a while just entered in for he, he talks the next week actually um, yeah you know he's related to you know, mastermind and that um, one is Irish point to point did okay over hurdles um, I think the wind up will have helped him during the summer um, he's a big horse not the most athletic, so um, hurdles um, got in his way a bit. He's been jumping better over fences, and, uh, yeah, another one that will, um, yeah, I would imagine will um, develop into a nice staying chaser.
1: Romain de Semin. So you picked him up for 45k, which sounds like a lot of money, but in racing isn't, from Dan Skelton's yard back in May, and um, you're still waiting for the right opportunity for the horse to, to run uh, I, I suppose given his age we know what he's capable of but we also know he's, he's a money spinner
2: yeah yeah he is um, yeah, when he comes down to the right mark he, he wins again doesn't he uh, unfortunately he picked up an injury um, recently and so um, yeah, hopefully we'll get him back for the uh, the back end of the season but uh, prior to that he'd been going nicely and we've been, uh, we were pleased with uh, what he was showing us at home
1: Okay, commentator's nightmare. Sexy lot.
2: Sexy lot. Yeah, sexy lot probably will miss the season. Unfortunately, mm. uh, she picked up an injury, and uh, she had a tremendous year last year. Uh, time off won't do her any harm, and uh, yeah, hopefully there's still lots more to come from her. Um, you know, by Camelot, good sire, and uh, yeah, you know, um, we'll uh, look after her and, and look forward to uh, next season with her. Uh, sire Delac. Uh
1: only the two runs for you came from Nick Williams, um, was unseated on first start and then did get round uh, at Cheltenham at the Open meeting, uh, not the Open meeting, the uh, the October meeting. Um, what's the current thinking with him?
2: Yeah, he, um, he's been a very good horse, hasn't he? And uh, we ran him over hurdles in October at Cheltenham and uh, just as a prep before the... Uh, Paddy Power, unfortunately, he picked up a slight injury, which meant, I mean meant he missed the Paddy Power. But hopefully, he goes to the Castrian Caviar, um, a week Saturday. Um, it'll be the right distance, the right the right race for him. Um, he's back in good form, and uh, yeah, you know, we hope he can. He's dropped, dropped a few pounds in the handicap, and uh, we hope he can take advantage of that.
1: And the lovable Warthog who unfortunately you, you lost um won that race for you in twenty nineteen. It's yes. a race that you've had a great record in as well. So um seems like the idea yeah. is for him. he's a lot of back class. I mean, I, I know that you still have mentored for the King George as well. And he wouldn't be
2: Yeah, look he's look, he's a very he's a very good horse. Um unfortunately he's been a very good horse for Nick Williams and I haven't done quite so well with him, so <laughs> um we're hoping to put that right. Um he 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 got unseated um last season in the paddy power and picked up a stupid injury but um but a serious injury behind which kept him off the rest of the season and um uh you know touchwood that's been been fine since but um he's uh, yeah he's got a bit fragile now he's got a bit older
1: you are being very very hard on yourself there he's only run twice for you and he did pick up an injury so you know You can give yourself a pretty decent excuse, I think, but uh, the fact that he's still engaged in the petty power, I think, in the King George, um, tells an awful lot, but the fact that he's going to be going for the Caspian Caviar uh, is something that we should be keeping a very, very close eye on, and um, he's going to be of of great interest. Uh, Thanks for the help. Uh, Owned by JP. Uh, Only four. So this is where you, you ran... Very well in a hot bumper um, for the time of year, and uh, he's the kind of horse who, yeah. who looks as though you'd be hoping he'll develop into a nice hurdler.
2: Yeah, I think he will. Bred, um, he's a lot stronger this year. He's, he'll be even better again next year. Um, it was a good bumper that he ran in. Forms working out nicely, and uh, he'll go another hurdling. By Martellin, good sire. So um, hopefully, yeah, you know, he'll, um, he'll he'll still take a bit of the time. He's a big raw horse, quite long, um, so still needs to strengthen up. But a uh, decent workhorse at home, so hopefully he can um, go on and win some hurdle races for us.
1: And what does it mean having JP become more involved in the yard?
2: Well, it's brilliant, um, you know. Um, We've done quite well for him. Um, we've got Duke de Bichayne as well, and uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's an honour to train train for him. And uh, you know, fantastic supporter of of racing. Um, you know, racing would be lost without people like him. Big time,
1: and unfortunately, we're learning that as uh, as the years go on. But no, what a what a legend, and he's also incredibly generous. Um, like Limerick are yeah. are currently dominating. Okay. Uh, our national sport Uh, my county's sport Kilkenny where I'm I'm recording from Cork which has a deep passion for hurling as well but uh, Kilkenny dominated it and now Limerick are the ones doing it and it's basically JP's backing, he just pumped so much money in and and it's great because it's it's an amateur sport, You know, they don't get anything for it, players get injured, they have to work um, and have regular
2: lives
1: damn uh, I got a, a
2: hurl. Wouldn't wouldn't be for me. I got a
1: hurl snapped off my chest one day. Uh, and I, I said to you beforehand that I'm asthmatic when I was a kid. So that was it. My mother pulled me right out of it and was like, you are never playing hurling again. That's the end of that. Can, you can play football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not playing hurling. umbregado uh, umbrigado um,
2: um, so- Brigado, yeah. Um, he um, did well last season. Um... Ran over hurdles the other day. He uh, is due to run this weekend, then Hey! How could I have known? <laughs> he's due to run at uh, Aintree, two and a half mile chase. Soft ground, suit him very well. Schooled nicely this morning. So, um, yeah, you know, he's, he's he's high enough in the weights now. He's might not be an easy horse to win with, but um, saying that, um, we hope he'll be competitive.
1: An unusual one. In the uh, ex-French trained who's only just joined you. So the last time this horse ran, and why I say it's unusual is that the horse is nine. Uh, the last time the horse ran in France was in September, has just come to you, um, ran a fine race on debut. Um, what was the thought process in, in the horse making the transfer over at this age?
2: Uh, Via del Rosso, is that what you're on? With? Yes, Via del Rosso. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He ran very well at uh, in the Sefton. Um, yeah, had a, had a bit of class. Uh, he picked up a leg injury in France, but um, uh, oh, Judith Wilson um, had uh, sourced him from a claiming race and uh, thought it was worth taking a punt with. And as I say, he ran very well in the Sefton. He's due to run in the beach at, on. Saturday.
1: No way, not another horse running this weekend. <laughs>
2: another one, yeah. Um, whether he quite wants 3 mile 3, uh, we'll see. Uh, probably on his running in the Sefton we'll pr- you, he'd probably look to drop him back in trip, but uh, the owners are keen to, to run him on Saturday, so we'll let him take his chance and, and see what happens.
1: I suppose Saturday is then a guide to whether or not you go for the Welsh National which he's also entered in, but in your mind you're, you're doubtful whether or not he actually wants that trip.
2: Well, he was a strong traveller in the Sefton, and he looked as if he, he probably didn't quite see the trip out, but uh, we'll, we'll see.
1: And the Sefton did show, when he finished fourth, that he's settled in very well to Pont House <clears> and adapted very well to racing in the UK, because it's not always easy for a French horse with the rhythm of their races to adapt to the rhythm of British racing, but he already has, so that's fantastic. Um, so finally, a couple of horses yep. for the future, and I'll let you get on with your life. Uh, Titan is uh the, the first one that that comes to mind uh because Paul and I have, have spoken about this. Well, horse.
2: A, well apparently it's called Titian. What? Apparently.
1: Okay. Well I'm not gonna argue with Michael Buckley. <laughs> if, if he says it that's that's fair <laughs> enough. Uh Ifraj out of a high chaparral <laughs> yeah. mare, so I'm I'm already in love with this horse.
2: Yeah Titian yeah you know, we bought from the New Market sales um Tom Schoonwell schooled him this morning. Uh he may go uh We get entries at Cheltenham and Doncaster next weekend. Um, Decent level of form on the flat. Um, And hopefully we'll have some more fun on the flat as well with him, but a nice addition to the yard. And, uh, yeah, you know, he goes nicely up the gallops, as you would expect from a a mile-and-a-half horse. So uh, we bought him and Khaleesi as well. They finished first and second in their last race at Doncaster. Uh, Both horses might be out next weekend.
1: Yeah, Khaleesi ran for William Haggis is by Harzand, who of course was partnered by the late great Pat Smullen, friend of the show. Um fantastic that yep. cycle was done in his honour. So uh, both horses we could see at the weekend. And and what kind of horses are, are they different? Are they are they similar?
2: Yeah, um, yeah, very different. Khaleesi's smaller, bit of a bit of a, a terrier, uh, where Titian looks like um he might have a bit more class about him. Uh, a bit more leggy, but uh, we'll we'll see. They both schooled. Uh, they both schooled nicely at home. As I say, they've got a decent level of form on the flat. As you know, getting these three-year-olds is difficult. They've got form on soft ground. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're you know excited about both of them.
1: Exceptionally difficult, particularly in these circumstances when you've got China and Australia. Well, I should say Hong Kong, and Australia and America wanting these middle-distance horses as well. So the fact that you've managed to get not one, but two, is uh, is fantastic. Um, Ex-French horse Master Blaze um, won his only run um, in France as a three-year-old. So we're looking at juvenile hurdles with him?
2: Yeah, yeah we claimed him. Um, he's had a wind up. He'll, he'll be out shortly. Um, he's uh, seems to have a good attitude, jumps well, and uh, might, might want a bit further than two mile, but we'll start him at two mile and see. Uh, but um, now he seems to have settled in well. Uh, he'll be out shortly.
1: And Calzari is uh, another one who we've, we have seen him already. Um, or her, I should say, as I do a gender change there. Um, but in France, had finished second and won uh, very impressively on her final start. Um, would she improve from the run in Leicester?
2: Um, hopefully she'll improve a bit. I mean we 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 claimed her and uh, I think she ran a decent race at Leicester. Um she'll um she'll be out again shortly, I would have thought, maybe next week. Um but um she'll she'll give her owners um some fun and uh, pick up a couple of juvenile races on the way. King of the West. He's a sell, Emmett. Is he now? Yes, he is a sell. So, so your job is to um, sell him for me,
1: please. So this is a horse who ran in a point to point in Ireland and uh, in Tipperary. Yeah. But sure, look, no one's perfect. Uh, he finished behind reserve judgment, <laughs> ran, ran, ran a fine race that day, and uh, looks to be yeah. a, a very exciting staying prospect. But obviously, he'll be starting his career in bumpers yeah. and, and novice hurdles. Uh, I'm surprised that he's still up for sale.
2: That's. That's right, by Westerner, obviously a good sire. Um, finished second, the third horse came out and won a novice hurdle at Lingfield for Paul Nichols the other day. Um, and uh, yeah, no, he's not too far away from a run um, now. So um, yeah, uh, as you say, I imagine he'll develop into a nice uh, staying chaser. But uh, yeah, he goes nicely at home and uh, we we'll look forward to getting him out shortly.
1: If I win the Euro Millions on Friday, uh, in fact the lotto tonight, I will be calling you. And uh, buying this horse. Excellent.
2: Look forward to it.
1: But I think I'll be beaten to it because this horse has got too much potential to just be sitting there at David Pipe with no owner. So, um,
2: Well, we, I'm sure someone listening to this, they'll be on the phone.
1: Well, we've already had uh, two, I believe, pick up horses with Kerry Bryan, uh, decide
2: that... Have you?
1: Yeah, they, they heard how much money is available in America and went uh, wait... This, this Kerry Bryan's just like crushing it. Um, she sounds very impressive, and Kerry was saying that at least one, but she thinks two, have um, decided to send horses to her. So, Sorry. so there we go. So, in a way, very good. That's great for jumping with NSA for for the Americans, and it's great for Kerry. Uh, in another way. HRI and the BHA are very pissed at me. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You
2: can't win. Well, yeah. I can only. <laughs> no, you I definitely can't win. I, I
1: do an interview. What What do you want me to do? I, I can't force you to send the horse to somebody. Um, a horse by New Approach, sibling, another three year old, Philly. Um, uh, this horse is owned. So what can we expect from her and when is she going to be out? Out of a Pontra Celeb mare? Yeah,
2: she's. Um... She's related to Talent, who won the Oats. Um, she was in training on the flat, picked up a uh, picked up a bad injury. Um, so we look because she's so um, uh, so well related. We'll, we'll hopefully try her in a bumper, uh, but she's she's a bit off a run yet. So um, and uh, whether she stands up to training or not, we're not sure. But um, you know, as I say, with a horse as well bred as that, uh, we have to give her a go.
1: You very kindly talked us through an awful lot of horses. Um, I wanted to to bring to everybody's attention something that you very kindly got me involved in and, uh, and made me an honorary member of. And the enjoyment that I've got out of this has been unbelievable, and that's the David Pipe Racing Club. Um, look, we do uh, an enormous amount of work with All About Sunday where you can get involved in racing very cheaply. Uh, that's in Ireland. The primary trainers are, are Gordon Elliott, Paul Nolan, and Jack Davison. Um, there's some very exciting horses going to Gordon's. And the same can be said for yourself in, in the UK with the David Pipe Racing Club. Um, it's each syndicate and each racing club do things differently. Um, your one is yeah. done in, in the way that uh, if you decide to, to pick up, let's say, the goal level of membership, um, you essentially have all of the horses that are running in those silks uh, for the year. So it's, look, it's fantastic and, um, I was gutted to miss out on the open day. I plan to take you up on the offer of heading there, though. Maybe you weren't told about that, but I will be rocking up to Pont House in the
2: new year. Oh, I'm going to blame James for that. James <laughs> is
1: getting full blame for that. He sent out the invitation. Um,
2: <laughs> we look forward to seeing you whenever you can make
1: it. I'm very much looking forward to, to being there, and it's very kind of you to to offer again. But,
2: but yeah, no, the, the racing club, the racing club's great. You know. It, it helps everyone, um, have a, have a part of being involved. You know, it's only 100, 100 a hundred, hundred pounds a season and uh, we've got, f- uh, five or six horses and, um, yeah, you know, it's about having, having fun, having involvement, going to the races, coming to the yard, seeing them. Uh, as you know, we've got the WhatsApp group and emails and everyone gets involved. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, we get, we get, a lot of enjoyment out of getting a winner for the, the racing club and um, hearing the phone pinging, pinging, pinging. Um, you know, so it does it does uh, give us a lot of uh, satisfaction.
1: And you give us video updates each day one of our horses is running, which is another lovely thing and a lovely thing that's attached to the WhatsApp group and everybody can get involved and chat and I'll, I'll share this podcast into the WhatsApp group so the whole team can... Everybody who's involved in the David Pipe Racing Club can can get involved. But uh, I was talking to a uh, lovely, thank uh, you, a, a long time listener of the show recently, who I probably shouldn't name, but he wanted to get his son involved in racing, and he asked me about yep. the David Pipe Racing Club because he'd heard you on the show, and I said strongly recommend it. Just get involved. And he was at your open day, and he said his son is just blown away. He's he's just complete, and we're going to be talking about young people in racing in, in a second, and um, with Samantha Martin and. The, the fact that you get such a lovely message back from somebody who brings their their son to your yard and is now obsessed with the sport and obsessed with with horses is just such a, a lovely thing to to see to hear. Well, it's,
2: it's great, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's lovely to hear that, and, and we need the young people coming into the sport. Um, it's great to yeah, you know to to get them involved. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, um, it gives everyone, a a part a a chance of being part of a, part of a racehorse. And and the thing I, I think is great is that like yourself and other people, they're your horses, you know, you you hear them down the pub and you you can hear them talking and they own them themselves, um, which I think is great.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I, I interviewed Owen Teal from Game of Thrones that John Snow bastard uh, was my opening line to him. Um, he's in Line of Duty as well, but he's he's crucially he's in the film Dream Horse with Tony Collette um, right. about the the Philip Poppa horse um, from who was they was bred in an allotment in Wales, uh, Dream Alliance and. Um, Damien Lewis yeah. is in the film as well. And we had a, a very lengthy conversation. I think we were supposed to talk for 40 minutes. It ended up being an hour and 40. We just had so much fun. Uh, and he wasn't in, interested in racing at all. Um, you know, he, he's threaded the boards uh, playing Shakespearean characters. He's been in some of the most iconic TV shows. Uh, but his role in this film was was hugely significant. He plays the, hu- the husband of, of Tony Collette. And he's just become engrossed with racing. He's just completely fallen in love with it. And he, he said that the perception of racing that he had beforehand was completely wrong. And it wasn't until he started working on the film and and getting involved in it and then being there and seeing how horses are trained and getting to be up close and, and be at the track that, that his viewpoint completely turned. And now he's uh, a massive fan of racing, which is fantastic that you get a high-profile guy like Owen Teagle um, following racing. Maybe Owen will buy... That, that's an ex-Irish point-to-pointer actually because he listens to the show now so there there's a own Owen use that line of duty money and, and buy the ex-Irish point-to-pointer <laughs> who finished second with the form after uh, being franked uh, how many horses are currently with the David Pipe Racing Club
2: uh, we've got six at the present moment so um, just got a new one called Ben, ben Lilly that came off the flat um, rated 80 odd um, so he's he's uh, Currently getting schooled, and um, hopefully he'll be out in a few weeks. Okay,
1: hundred quid for the year. Um, again, good Christmas gift. You can also do the gold level membership if you want to, and uh, you've got a an incredible forty percent strike rate of horses reaching the frame, which is insane. It's just it's ridiculous. So look, the the buzz that we've had. Got to got
2: to, got to try and get it higher.
1: <laughs> get is that Cheltenham winner. It's, we got all about Sunday yeah, is gonna Yeah.
2: We're, 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 yeah all yeah.
1: All about, <laughs> about Sunday are gonna get us the Cheltenham win with um Scarlet Witch and you're gonna get us a Cheltenham win with the David Pike Racing Club. Um for final front podcast listeners, can you give me two horses, one a long term project and one that's gonna be we're gonna see in the near future for listeners to follow?
2: Um probably a long term project. is probably Red Lion Lad. Um, you know, um Hopefully he'll develop into a lovely staying chaser. And, uh, you know, I I like the, um, I like um, Angler's Crag. Got some good bumper form in Ireland last year. And, um, yeah, you know, he's not quite ready yet when he is. Um, I think um, he'll do well for us.
1: Both go into the tracker and both will be followed. And if you would like to learn more about the David Pipe Racing Club, davidpipe.com is the site to check out. Uh, The Racing Club is there, and you've got some fantastic uh, updates. I have to point out as well, by the way, that you, because I I missed the open day, you posted out the brochure to me, and the brochure rivals Coolmore's. (laughs) That's how impressive it is. It's glossy, it's slick, it's so detailed. I wish the horses
2: did. (laughs)
1: Maybe JP will buy. He'll do what he did for, for Joseph. He'll buy a load of X Aidan O'Brien horses and send them over to you. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it just depends Maybe. on Frankie Tightlips, basically, doesn't it? Uh, but David, a pleasure <laughs> as always. Uh, I really appreciate your time, and um, yeah, it, it Thank means it to to means an awful lot to the to the fans as well to uh, to get to hear from you. Best of luck for the season. Best of luck to all at Pont House, and uh, looking forward to seeing remastered in the Winner's Enclosure sooner rather than later. Be safe, my friend. Cheers. Thanks, for that. Bye-bye. Huge thanks to David Pipe for joining us once again on the Final Frontline Podcast, and what a day to have him on with the amount of runners he will be having this weekend, which, of course, we will preview for you with Rory DeLargy on the show on Thursday, available on all podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all over the place. I alluded to an interview with Samantha Martin. We're going to release that over the weekend as a standalone show, actually. It's about young people getting into racing and how we can attract more young people into racing samantha wrote a fantastic article for Rain It in racing i strongly recommend that you read that but she's also an incredibly talented individual and um, i enjoyed the conversation so much that we should just have that as a standalone show so that's what we've decided to do and we'll release that for you on saturday or sunday and uh, of course there's the weekend review as well on monday so we'll have a special guest on the show that which i think you'll enjoy i hope you enjoyed our detailed stable tour of pond house thanks so much to david and the team for their time and thank you for listening hopefully the weekend gravy is coming and most of it from pond house because they're gonna crush over the weekend we will chat to you thursday thanks for listening be safe god
0: bless the final Furlong podcast is proudly brought to you by All About Sunday, the ultimate racehorse ownership experience. Download the app and get involved today. All About Sunday, we love racing. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook, the market-leading messenger betting service, providing best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing, plus with the option of instant withdrawals. Visit sportsbook.com to sign up now.